there is an invitation the Lord extends to each one of us here, an invitation to a deeper reflection on who the Lord is, what his message is, what are his instructions for us, when and where, what we are invited to do. That invitation is very clear first from the first, if the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, what the Lord is saying to us through, through the words of St. Paul is that he's, he's, to, he's inviting us to enter into the presence of God, into the presence of God, not unlike, not, not unlike people in the Old Testament, especially people in the desert where they were afraid to look at God, they were fr frightened by him. And so they're looking at the face of Moses, even when Moses, who spent days upon days communing with God, his face was kind of brightly shining brightly. And they say, cover your face even, because we don't want to see, because we're afraid. And so St. Paul says, no, we do not have God. And the gospel, which gives us a type of veiled reality. No, it's no. The gospel is open. The veil is taken off of our faces, of others as well, because we can see the glory of God, Jesus' life in us. The Lord's life is in us. God's love, God's love, God's mercy comes to us. And so this is why St. Paul says today, this is our ministry is, is the ministry of mercy. Our ministry is a ministry through God's mercy, and we have received, obtained this gift of, of mercy and love. That's what we have. And so therefore, the gospel is only veiled for those who reject this, because they don't see it. And we, need, we see how many people today, you know, they, they go and want to find out something more about Oriental religions, you know, different ways of looking at, at life, you know, self-help, but they don't want to really enter into the gospel itself because it's veiled for them because they have not accepted, they have not opened their hearts to Christ. And it's, it's our heart which is so essential because we can hear things through our mind and we can draw all kinds of conclusions, but we have to open our heart to the one who speaks and is God of love. And this is what St. Paul says today. Our minds are not blinded. Our minds are not covered with veil. No, our minds and our hearts see the Father's love because it's the, the glory of God that the Lord wants to give us. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for the sake of Jesus. We're only your servants, but we, are, we want you to focus on the glory of Christ, who is the image of God the Father. Focus on that. And so the first is that invitation to open our hearts so that God, who's let the light shine out of darkness, that this light that would shine into our hearts and bring to light the knowledge of the glory of God and on the face of Jesus Christ. So that's our first invitation, but there's a second invitation that comes to us from the gospel today. And as you know, Jesus began his public ministry according to St. Matthew's gospel. He began uh, with, with the invitation to hear this deeper sense of what the commandments say to us. You know, yesterday we heard in our gospel that the Lord says, I did not come to abandon the law. I did not come to reject the law, the Ten Commandments. No, I have come to fulfill it, to 
allow a person to see the deeper sense of what, this, what the commandments say, what they mean. And so today, after, after yesterday's reading and, and of course the previous day, the, uh, the, when we read the, the uh, eight Beatitudes, which is the introductory uh, teaching of Jesus uh, on, this, on the teaching on the Mount, as we know. But today we go deeper and, and the Lord says to us, unless your righteousness surpasses that of scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven, which means you have to fully internalize it. If you don't internalize it, you hear it, and you know today you don't feel like you know, going to church. You don't go. Uh, you know, so it's a sort of not 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 a sort of kind of external perspective, but internal. So now Jesus says the following: You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, "You shall not kill," and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But look what the Lord says to us: Yes, you shall not kill. He cannot kill, because whoever kills will be liable to judgment, will be condemned, whoever kills. But the Lord says, I have come to fulfill. I, I have come to lead you to a deeper understanding of the commandments. So he says, but I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, whoever is angry. So anger is already criteria of killing. You know, it, it, is, it is something, I mean, obviously we all get angry. We get all upset. It's not that the reaction, the, the, uh, the, you know, the, the feelings, the uh, emotions that can create within us, that we get upset, we get angry. But the Greek word is retaining the anger in our hearts, not the momentary, you know, something that we just got, get really upset about something. No, if you stay in that mode of anger, against someone else will be liable to judgment. Whoever says Raka will be answerable to Sanhedrin. I know the Raka means this is set aside, but basically means you fool. Or in English expression, sometimes people say drop dead. That's why sometimes they're so angry with this, it's just, you know, you know these types of expressions. And, 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 and the Lord says to us, we can't do this. We cannot even say, you fool. Because it's, it, is a, it comes from, again, not from the momentary being upset, but it's the state of uh, state rejection, absolute rejection, calling name, writing somebody off. You know, you don't, you're not of any importance to me. You're no longer of any importance to me. There's an incredible, reflection by this writer, this monk called Erasmo Leiva Medikakis, is a Greek, he has a commentary, Fire of Mercy, it's a commentary on the Gospel of Matthew. It's absolutely great, it's absolutely incredible, still going into the depths of understanding of Jesus' words in the Gospel of Matthew. He does the uh, analyzes. This is just one volume. Remember, there's three volumes like that. So if you wish to kind of really look into it, it's absolutely great because he takes each phrase and then he goes and writes like two or three pages on each phrase. So, uh, you know, for, for anyone, just like Catechism too, if you look at on the commandments, yes, it gives you like, you know, page and a half, two pages or three pages or even more on, on, on the meaning. 
which is this is what the Lord is asking us, inviting us to a deeper reflection. Because even if we were to look at the catechism, the catechism not only says what you should not do, but what you should do also to protect, to uh, really live it out from the positive angle. So if, if you're not, if you can't be angry, then you have to be kind, you know. If you can't be, you know, uh, if, if, you, if you cannot be kind, at least be, in a sense, respectful, loving in that way. You know, even if people do not really appreciate, you know, you, you, your, 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 you know your, your Christian attitude, because, you know, because people can say, don't pray for me, you know, because I'm so angry with you. Don't pray for me. I've heard that expression, you know. You know, or, or, or you know, or, or, or someone said once, he says, "Well, I'll pray for you. I'll fix you." <laughs> so, so that's 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 one way of looking at it, but not exactly. But I wanted to just read to you something about what what this uh, uh, Merikaki's Leva Merikaki's wrote. Just very brief, I know, but but what he says is this. You know. Uh, the world would be a better place without you. This is when you say, Raka, I don't want you in my life. I'm very angry. The world would be better. It is this attitude of deliberate break with another which puts the speaker into despotic control situation that seems to incur the Lord's condemnation. Who am I to dismiss another as worthless? Who am I to speak words of absolute contempt and thereby imply that I am a reliable judge of ultimates? Who am I to raise myself exaltedly above another and confine that child of God and brother of mine to the category of human debris? As the liturgy itself reminds us, only one is lawgiver and judge. But who are you to judge your neighbor? It is because I, con I so condemn another in an unspoken intention of my words that the Lord then makes me liable to be cast into the Gehenna fire the valley of wailing, that is the earthly metaphor for hell. Gehenon, Gehinon, is a valley south of Jerusalem where in remote antiquity human sacrifices had been offered to the Canaanite deities and where in Jesus' time the corpses of the poor as well as garbage were incinerated. Is it not precisely that what I have in my intention done to my brother? I stood on the heights of Jerusalem like Satan on the parapet of the temple and cast my brother down to the Valley of Wailing with his word to watch him ride under my contempt. I mean, these are powerful words. You know, uh, I mean, it's like, but it is true. Sometimes our anger is so great. We want to eliminate somebody. And so the, the, the reflection here, and, and of course the author writes even more, he says, uh, where we, we would confine others is where we ourselves shall be confined. Because unless you, you remove that hatred from your brother, because otherwise that, that will confine us. If I burn my brother to ashes with the fire of my contempt, I myself shall be destroyed by the fire I have confused to extinguish with the water of my love. My soul's wrath will have impersonated a blind candlelight God who in order to sate his devouring hunger requires continual sacrifices of human flesh. Christ is our true savior. Christ is our true hero. Christ is the one who frees us 
from, from that anger. Christ is the one who is able to transform the very depths of who we are and, and wants us to be with him, to be his people, his men, as men and women of God. That's why in the gospel we continue be reconciled, seek reconciliation. Go first and be reconciled with your brother before you bring gift to the altar and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court with him because otherwise there's consequences that we cannot stop once they're unleashed. I think the words here that the Lord wants to know is that he wants us to first of all take these commandments that we know and go deeper, deeper in our hearts, reflect what they are, what they imply. Reflect on, on that which the Lord gives. Yes, we should not kill, but don't kill with your heavy criticism or un, ungrounded, sort of ungrounded hate, which leads us to, to reduce someone to, as, as Mary Kakis would say, ashes. To condemn them to, to the Valley of Wailing. I think the Lord is asking us not because he wants to condemn us, not because he wants to judge us, not because he does not want to help us, he wants. And so he wants us to be like him, to look at a brother. And it, it, the Lord doesn't say, your countryman, your family person, you're the one who loves you, who cares for you, you know? He doesn't say that, everyone. Everyone is our brother and sister, everyone. There's no one who's not. And, and the Lord wants us to be like himself because the, 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 the difficulty is there's, he knows us. He knows what's in our hearts. The Lord knows us. We don't have to say, Lord, you don't understand me. No, he does understand us. Or, you know, we cannot say, Lord, you don't know what that person has done to, to me and I can't let go. The Lord does. And it's not that the Lord allows that person to do it against you because that person has to face the consequences of the choice that, that, that he or she made to hurt, to wound. But the fact is this, that the Lord is inviting us to see everyone else from the perspective of God, from the perspective of the one who loves us so much and yet sees that we have our human nature broken by sin, limited as we are. We are we're forgetful, you know, we're controlled by passions, you know, the powerful sometimes passions which you seem to just take over. And this is when the Lord says, you know, yes, I know that you have these passions, these anger, whatever it may be, whatever, however you have come to that point because you were hurt over many years or many, many years of your life. He says, I know, but you turn to me, turn and seek my, my assistance. I will help you. I'll be there for you. I, I will help you to overcome those things which are so destructive for you as well because hate poisons us, hurts us, but we're not able to let go. But the Lord can and will do it for us. He, will, he has the power through the Holy Spirit. He has the power through his word, through the Eucharist above all, to help us. So maybe then today, as we are being invited and challenged in a powerful way to live out our faith to a deeper degree, to the degree that only Lord can lead and guide us and strengthen us, inspire us. May we say yes to him. Help us to be like yourself, Jesus. Help us to be like, uh, have the heart of yours. You know, we pray 
make our hearts like unto thine own heart, because that's where the truth resides, that's where the holiness comes from, that's where we can be transformed as well. So may the power of Christ Jesus, his precious body and blood, power of the Holy Spirit, make us like Christ, so that we may live, that we may continue our human existence in accordance to his will, and then one day share his glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.